everybody. It's Cover Me. It is Cover Me. Real extra discussion of Brightburn. Brightburn. Just got done seeing this movie. Uh, we'll do just real quick thoughts that are spoiler free in the beginning. <clears throat> and then we'll dive into things that might be a little bit more spoilery. Yes, because we want you to be able to listen before you see it and after you see it. Mm -hmm. Optimize your cover B time. Exactly. Um, I personally went into this movie with really high expectations. I really liked the concept. I think it was better in concept than it was in execution. I still think it's worth seeing, especially if you're kind of a horror movie buff and you're looking for something a little unique. Uh, but it might be worth waiting until it's cheaper than a movie ticket. Fair. I am kind of the opposite. I went in with incredibly low expectations because I'd read some very non-spoilery, -spoil very basic reviews that were kind of panning the movie. And so I went in with low expectations and I actually came out pleasantly surprised. I think it was a lot better than people were giving it credit for. Um, but... It wasn't the perfect movie, and I mm -hmm. think there were a lot of things they could have done better. So I don't disagree that, you know, I might be willing to red box it. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a Netflix wait. I think it was better than that. But I could, you know, I could see wait until red box. Okay, so we, that is our kind of just quick thoughts on Brightburn. So now, spoiler alert uh, is in effect. We will begin talking about more nitpicky things um, that might reveal some details in the movie. So spoilers will start now. Um, I thought, you know, the acting was really solid. I think my biggest overall kind of takeaway, my biggest issue is that I didn't think the kid had a lot of motive. Like, they didn't really, like, hammer down his motivation for why he was rolling around murdering people. That's you a good point. I mean? They kind of uh, addressed, like, three or four possible yeah they they hit on like oh he's being controlled by the pod or some sort of hive mind he's kind of bullied a little bit yeah he's sorta. got like serial killer remorseless tendencies he thinks he's superior than everybody like they hit on a few different motivations but they never really hammered one down yeah. so it just made like there wasn't a whole lot of character development in the movie especially with him yeah. and i think if you're gonna have something that is, I mean, obviously, head to toe, it was a, you know, retelling of the Superman story. Right. You know, right. and if you're going to have something that's retelling of such an iconic character, it needs to feel very well developed. And I, I just, I don't think they knew what they wanted his, like, his thing to be. You yeah. Know? Well, it kind of felt like they had a little bit of buyer's remorse because, like, it, it started, I feel like they tried really heavily to, or, or tried to make the superiority complex, like, the primary issue. Mm. Because he does have a couple different instances, like, when he's talking to his aunt in the counselor's office, and he's like, oh, I'm superior, I'm something superior. And he makes the comment to the little girl in her bedroom, like, oh, well, I'm special, and I know I'm special. And yeah. they had that, but they hadn't. To me, if you're going to, like, really highlight that, then beforehand, there should have been, like, a scene of... It didn't have to be, like, you know, bullies mean the world is terrible, but there could have been, like, a, you're not special, you dweeb, or, like... 
Yeah. Some sort of emphasis on him being extraordinary, and yeah. then all of a sudden he's extraordinary. Yeah. Or, like, you know, have him seeing the corruption of the world and kind of misinterpreting that. Like, and granted, that's nothing, you know, we haven't seen before, and I'll hit on that in a bit, but, like, you know, his family runs a farm, have some sort of, like, local politician trying to, like, muscle in on his land. Or, right. Like, some sort of businessman mistreating his dad, or, like, the cops are corrupt in some way, or, like, you know, someone's, like, someone, like, have him witnessing these things so that when he does eventually get these powers, he's, like, and, you know, has the whole, like, take the world message, like, ingrained in him. Have him be, like, I'm gonna take the world in a forceful, <laughs> bloody way you know or like, like his uncle beat his his yeah, aunt or yeah, something yeah like if something. he was cuz if he was just a good kid for all intents and purposes then when he gets like hit by this pod telling him to take the world why wouldn't he try to find like a more noble way to do that why would he go around and like murder his crush's mom and murder his aunt and uncle you know like in the whole like you can't tell the cops that'll be really bad for you like and that that in my opinion like that whole sequence goes against they literally just got done setting up the like i'm superior thing and then he goes to his aunt and it's like you can't tell the sheriff it'll be really bad for you and that seems more serial killery than like you know, like, I don't know. No, I agree. And I feel like that harkened to an issue that I had where they had already established his almost, like, inexplicable intelligence. Because they talked, he, like, had the moment where he knew all about the bees in class mm. and everyone mm. was like, why do you always have to be weird like that? And then he had the moment at dinner at his birthday where he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I... Uh, or he was in the top 10 percentile of his class or top one percentile. And they were like, he's in the top 10th of a percent of the top, you know, one percentile. So like, he's supposed to be this like prodigal genius type character. Yeah. But in no scenario moving forward, does he use that intellect Except for maybe when he, like, positions the car wreck in a certain way. But that's just sort of common sense. Like, he could have watched a movie and yeah, gathered that. Yeah, there and wasn't... Like, they didn't play on him being smarter than everybody else, which mm -hmm. could have really assisted in the, like, super killery vibe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But he was just sort of like, you don't want to do that. And I'm like, but why? Like, well, what yeah, are you going to do? How are you going to make this really bad for her? That's, like, that's the thing is I feel like at every, like every time there was some sort of transition, we were given like a different version of him. Yeah. So like sometimes he felt really in a trance, like mind controlled. Sometimes he just felt very remorseless and like serial killery. Sometimes he felt like he thought he was going to be like the dictator of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know, to it the extent consistent. where like he goes through and obliterates the cops and kills his mom obliterates their farmhouse and then he slams a freaking plane on them to make it look like a plane crash but then cut to the like during credit scenes and it's footage of him like taking out buildings and like starting forest fires yeah, and just stuff like... and just generally like wreaking havoc and it's like you know the wreaking havoc and like killing a bunch of people taking out buildings and stuff seems more the like take the world like world conquering destroyer kind of character yeah. world but then the like type I'm going to kill all these people and make it look like an accident seems more the like 
I'm killing, but I don't want anyone to know about it thing. Like, if you think you're superior and that you're here for the purpose of, like, destroying the world. Because he even has that drawing he did of him, like, blowing up the world. Wouldn't you just want that, like, out in the open? So there was that, like, weird disconnect between, like... And I think those were the two reigning champs because they kind of dropped the whole, like, I'm in a trance thing after a certain time. But, like, I think the two reigning champs were the, like, superior... And he just generally likes to kill people. And, and they kind of like, like anger and, issues. And it's weird because like there's moments, like you said, there's moments where it's like, I want everyone to know that I'm going to take over the world. And then there's moments of like, I'm just going to leave my serial killer signature here. Yeah. But otherwise I'm going to pretend like everything's great. Yeah. I'm going to make it look like a car accident, but then I'm going to sign it. It's like, know? so what are you doing? Like yeah. what? I don't get it. Yeah. And, like, even though he took the waitress, like, it was obvious that someone, like, came in and, like, took this lady. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know, she had a drastic cooler accident. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't, he didn't make that one look like an accident. He didn't, like, put the door back. No. And, like, he just took her, you know? Yeah. And then he made all the others look like an accident. So, I don't know. I think it could have been, it was a very short movie. And in one way, that was refreshing. because. You know, in a world of, like, three-hour, two- to three-hour movies, especially in the, like, super genre, it's nice to have, an you hour know, and you a go half in and it's just an hour and a half and you're done. But, like, I don't know. It, it, I feel like just a few scenes setting up one way or the other. So, like we said, like, you know, him seeing corruption in the world and, like, generally getting ingrained into him that, like, people are bad people, with exception of maybe his family, and then yeah. that could have made his dad trying to shoot him more poignant, like, more of a poignant, be- like, betrayal-type moment, you know? Is right. If that was, like, his mom and dad were, like, the only people the that only he people was, like, trusted. I'm not gonna freaking kill them, you know? Yeah. But, like, you know, they didn't have anything that was, like, establishing that he might take a negative view on the world, but they also didn't have anything, like, like I was saying earlier, a, like scene of him like going out in the woods and like finding a dead animal or, like, and playing like with playing it. with it or like killing a small like killing a bird or something just yeah. cuz he could and kind of establishing that he's already kind of a disturbed kid and then when he gets his powers it <laughs> makes sense that he would immediately dive into like you know yeah. cuz like he hucks the lawnmower and he like yeah the voices are getting to him but he seems to have a good relationship with his parents so at what point, why wouldn't he just go to him and be like, look, this is like... Something's weird. You know, he broke the lawnmower blade. We never got his dad being like, yo, how did this yo, happen? What happened? Did you hit a rock? Like, you know, what, what's going on And um, I know they had the scene of him, like, you know, they had the scene of the mutilated chickens to kind of establish that. But that like, was after the pod had activated. That was after the pod. And in that particular part, we were still in the, like, he goes into trances mode. Yeah. So, like... It didn't do a lot to establish his personality because no. it was just like it was totally different. It was just the pod. No, I agree. And it, like, part of me wonders if the reason why they they made it such a like weirdly abrupt shift is because they wanted it to be like, well, Clark Kent was a great kid, and then he found out he was Superman, and he decided to do it for justice. But this kid, fi- you know, finds out he has powers and does it for evil but it's not established that like he's the bad guy yeah it's more like if if what happens if superman was in a universe where 
Kryptonians were evil douchebags. Yeah, like, what if Krypton was a conquering planet? Yeah, that evil. That was their whole thing. Yeah, yeah what yeah. if they were evil, not what they were? Yeah. And that's, and, and that's, I don't know, that's kind of weird. Yeah, like, I think, um, my, my biggest hang-up, and I promise <laughs> we'll get to, like, good things about this movie. This was just, it was really big and hard to get past, was just that they never really, like... They just couldn't decide what this guy was supposed to be, and they never really developed what he was supposed Like, is he supposed to be, like, a bloodthirsty killing machine? Is he supposed to... Is he trying to conquer? Is he trying to destroy? You know, like, they have that whole... Like, they make lots of hive mind references. Yep. Because they have, like, close-up shots of ants, and they have, like, this whole section where they're talking about bees in class. And he makes a comment of these one wasps that are, like, parasites that can't build their own nests... So they, like, go to other wasps and make them, like, eat... I think they, like, eat the babies and then replace it with theirs. And then the wasps, thinking it's their larva, feed them and, like, treat them like their babies. And then when they grow up, they take over the nest. And... But that didn't seem like what he was doing. It didn't seem like... So they made that specific comment for, like, to make it seem like that's what's happening here. Because, like, alien baby raised on earth making room for aliens but he never like contacts other aliens he never seems to have any connection with them and he seems really just concerned with absolutely obliterating everything and you know what's interesting that you put that is that because i didn't think about in the context that could have been that initial moment of like this kid is kind of a psycho killer the director didn't have him give that, like, small monologue in a menacing way at all. Yeah, he was just it rambling is, bee facts. It essentially yeah. established, I thought, that it was establishing his intelligence. Yeah. Like, he didn't feel menacing. And it's not like he couldn't act menacing, because he acts super freaking mm. menacing later. Like, he yeah. gets creepy, and he does a really good job acting, but I feel like if the directors had been like, hey, in this scene... Be, like, weirdly intimidating. He would have nailed it, but that's not how they described him. Yeah, so, you know, I think the biggest hang-up for this movie is just that they didn't have a lot of development of the main antagonist. Like, we had no... Like, I could not keep track of what sort of menacing he was supposed to be. Yeah. You know, like, what... What's his motivation? Yeah. What is my motive? And so it made it kind of (laughs) complex because at times you're like, okay, I need to be worried about his mom and dad. And then at other times you're like, no, he wouldn't possibly hurt his mom and dad. And, you know, so there's this like odd kind of... Incongruity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It keeps you kind of unhinged because you're like, well, you know, where do we go? Like, where is this obviously going to progress? So you can't really like ride along and that's almost like jarring. It almost takes you out of the moment. Like, it's sometimes okay to do that with the horror movie. And, like, I like moments mm-hmm. where it kind of, like, does the flip on you. But I need to be with you when you're going on the journey. Yeah, well, there's a difference between, like, ambiguity and general, like, lack of development. Yeah, that, you like, inconsistency. I mean? like, yeah, there's a difference between, like, having a plan and not sharing it with the audience versus not really having the establishing plan. things well and you know i still really liked it i did though. too and as a horror movie it was really good they handled it was cool to see how they handled jump scare mechanics with like a super person that's you true know? 
And this, you know, the concept in general, we've never really had. Like, we've had bad super people movies, you know, and we've had movies that are about, like, people who get superpowers in kind of a more realistic world, a la, like, Chronicle. Right. That, you know, they use them for the not best purposes. That's not a new concept. But I haven't really seen anything, even in comics, to an extent, that's like, hey, super people in the wrong hands could be freaking terrifying. Yeah. And so I think they did a really good job with that. I know? agree. They they did a good job with the jump scares. I thought, you know, they did a fantastic job with the gore. Mm. This one, this is not a movie for the fainted heart, for yeah. the weak stomached. Yeah. This one has some of the hardest to watch gore in a movie I have seen in a long time. It's pretty time. intense. Like, there's, there's eye stuff. There's, like, body splatter. There's one scene where... The dude's jaw is, like, barely hanging onto its face. That one really got me. Like, mm -hmm. I know Chris was getting, more, like, extra extraordinarily affected by the eyes. Because mm -hmm. this woman's pulling glass out of her eyeball, mm -hmm. which is horrifying. But the jaw is literally, like, hanging from this dude's face. And I was like, I cannot look at the yep. screen anymore. <laughs> and, you know, it it makes sense. Like, putting, putting a Superman-leveled powered person, Superman-level powered person into like a slasher film you know if you're the type of person that's into slasher films and into like gory horror films this that's like it. the coup de gras because it's there's so many cool things you could do with that i do want to say that i think from like a slasher film standpoint there weren't enough kills yeah and there weren't enough like on-screen kills because if you're gonna you know it's it's it wasn't really like a splattery slasher film, and I think it suffered because there weren't that many characters, and a lot of the characters they had were too young to like gruesomely obliterate, you know? Right. And you didn't have a lot of the tropey characters, like a babysitter, or like an older brother, or something right. like that, that, you know, could have added an extra element of like teenage type characters to, you know, the slashery off, part of it. Off slowly. But, you know, there was like two cops, there was the waitress, there was the family. And there was the aunt and uncle. Yeah. And that was it. That was it, character-wise. There wasn't, well, like... They, they played... They didn't use her, but the, like, young girl... Yeah. Had some... I mean, the hand was kind of... She was there, but... Yeah, but she falls into the category of, like... Too young too to Too young to slash her. You know? <laughs> too yeah. young to murderlate. Yeah. And, like, the bully didn't get anything because too young. Too young you to murderlate. And... So, you know, you didn't have, like, some random trucker who said something mean to the kid. Yeah. Or, like, this other, like, this corrupt businessman or corrupt politician, like I said, that's yeah. manipulating his dad. So you were lacking in, like, there was not realistically that many, like, kills in your, like, slasher horror film. True. <laughs> so. Well, and that's but, probably why the gore was so amplified. Is yeah. Because you had these, like, limited amount of kills, so they were going to get as much out of yeah. them as they possibly But like could. I said, as a concept, the idea of taking a Superman-type superhero, so super strength, laser eyes, uh, flight, speed, all that nonsense, invulnerability, and putting them into the position of like a slasher in a horror film, it's beautiful. And it, it gives you some cool shit that you can do that you can't do in other like That's slasher horror films. Like... 
you know, picking up a car and smashing it into the ground and essentially killing this dude in a car wreck, like forcing a car wreck yeah. to kill the guy. That's nothing new. Like horror movies do that all the time. Like ghost girl appears and they like, ah, and they like crash into a tree. But that ghost girl doesn't know that person's going to die crashing into this tree. But being a Superman type guy, you can literally make it look like a car crash because you can just pick the car up and slam it into something. And then you can still hang out. And if he's not dead, you can do something about it, you know? Absolutely. Like killing a bunch of people in a house and then dropping a plane on it, you know? Like making it look like a plane crash. Like that's insane. That's such a interesting idea for like it's hard for me to talk about like man that is a cool way to kill a person but like (laughs) it literally is like from a horror movie standpoint like this is a character we haven't really seen in the like driver's seat of a horror movie as an antagonist so it's a really cool concept because it gives you creatively from like a horror creator standpoint things you can't really do elsewhere it's a lot of options so like he picks up one cop and like slams her around a bunch of times and like that's you know well in the other cop he literally just runs into him yeah, to the point where he just splatters everywhere. everywhere and like he explodes like i said i would have liked to see other because aside from like the kills a lot of which were caused by people slamming into other things really all the kid did was throw people from time to time and you know he could have like punched people like punched through people that would have been awesome he did the laser eyes on his dad which i thought was that really was pretty cool. intense not to be rude but we've seen that before it happened in the injustice video game you know it happened to shazam um which that might have been a bit of a reference yeah i mean it might have been homage yeah um but it was cool it was the kills that they did were cool it was really exciting like i said to see this type of character in you know the driver's seat as the antagonist and that in itself made the jump scares really cool yeah because like jump scares a lot of times can be old hat you know what to expect to the point where nowadays you know people we you know say like the fridge door right like that's a trophy jump scare you open the fridge close fridge they're standing right there medicine cabinet and then we got yeah and then we got to the point where we were playing with that open fridge set it up for the jump scare close it nothing there and the audience was like, ooh, and then they'd, like, walk a little bit, and then, like, jump scare, you know? And so now we're at the point in horror movies where we're playing with the playing with it. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah. like, double metaing it. So they'll, like, open the fridge door, close it, nothing will be there, and then they'll open the freezer door and close it, something will be there. Or they'll, like, open the fridge door and close it, and nothing will be there, and then, like, the fridge door will pop open as they walk away or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, and absolutely. It, you know, we're we're so... And that gives its own tension when you watch horror movies, because directors know what they're playing with. Yeah. And they know that you don't know to expect if they're playing with it to mess with you, or if it's actually going to happen. So they'll set up all... And this movie did that. They set up all kinds of, like, jump scare type camera angles yeah and then nothing happened and didn't use them and um you know they were everywhere and then sometimes they would and sometimes they wouldn't so like that's the point we're at as far as horror movies go but it's cool because like some of the jump scares in this are like the mom calls 911 and then he like flies through the freaking wall like multiple times like so startling yeah and that's not a jump scare you can do with like a jason type character or like an annabelle type character you know like and so that that was that was really nifty 
Yeah, that was really You know, cool. guys driving to get away from him and just, like, boosh, hits the truck. Like, that's not something you can do with no. a lot of, like, you know, these slasher-type characters. So that was really neat. Well, and I have to say from a horror movie standpoint, um, the length of the movie was really good, in my mm. opinion. Because, for a couple reasons. The first reason is because having such a short time frame to fit everything in, they did not mess around with, like, the jump scares and the death scenes. Mm. And it was like, stuff is happening and you are paying attention from the very beginning. Like, there is no waiting for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, they jump, yeah, you, they jump like, you into boom, it there. right yeah. away. And then the other thing that I like is that I feel like a lot of horror movies suffer from filler syndrome. So, like... I feel like almost all modern horror movies, which is exhausting because I'm pretty sure I've seen them all, suffer from like, let's have scenes of them in the archivist oh, God, section yeah, the, of the, the library. The microfiche Let's section. have a yeah. whole like running plot of its own about the detective mm. that doesn't actually matter and no one cares about and isn't actually a part of the main continuity. Like, stupid stuff that has nothing to do with anything else and this movie could have suffered from that because they play a little bit with the sheriff mm -hmm. but just enough just a yeah. hair so that it's relevant for him to be around yeah. and to like progress the actual plot so that you forward. see that the city actually has like cops and it gives the mom an excuse to, to like, go look yeah because yeah. the symbol comes back exactly to her. Yeah. but they didn't they didn't dwell on him yeah. they didn't he had like, like one scene up. in his office and then each of the crime scenes and yeah that was it. and it yeah. was which are already scenes that are likely going to exist anyway so like they didn't overdo it with any of these normal yeah. scenes that they could have and i love that because i get so exhausted when you've got the main killer like I'm going to go take a break and go, you know, read about this on the public library's computer. Yeah. Like, you have a smartphone. What I, are you um, doing? <laughs> yeah, I... Do that while you're on the bathroom. Like, come there, on. Yeah, and there was one moment where the mom was, like, looking at, like, online articles about, like, meteors and Brightburn and stuff. But, like, that didn't really go anywhere, and that was more of a device to keep her distracted while he went and, like, found yeah, the... Yeah, they did it, you know. co like, it coincided with actual, like, plot development. Yeah. So it wasn't, it, it didn't feel like, let's spend time on filler. It's like, ugh, what was that movie with Ethan Hawke that was supposed to be really cool and scary and ended up being kind of lame with a like goth version of the crow oh yeah um it's not uh sinister yeah. yeah sinister could have been great it was not yeah and instead it was like half an hour of ethan hawk sitting on a stupid computer looking at the same damn articles over and over yeah. and over again learning nothing i've always um i've always i've had a lot of talks with people uh who are just trying to finish their beers in peace about how, um, <laughs> about how, personally, I feel like in horror movies, you do a lot better if whatever the main problem is, like, it doesn't have to have a reason. Yeah. You know, like, and that's where the, like, microfiche trope, the library trope comes in, where they're, like, going through the microfiche and they're, like, looking at the, like, news articles and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that trope comes in from, like, if I had to guess mainly a production standpoint where like 
people see a spooky ghost and they're like, we need to know why this spooky ghost lady wants to hurt these people. But you don't always. You can even, like, just have rumors as to why. And I think, honestly, this movie is hurt because it existed somewhere in between. That's a good point. To, like, enough information to understand who this guy is and no information. And that's where the big hang-up is, is that's why he felt different. If they had just made it, he's in some sort of alien trance. He was, like, genetically spliced and programmed to be this way, or he's connected to some sort of hive mind. That's why he's killing people. Fine. I would have with it. would have rolled with it. You know, and then you could have had cool moments of him, like, struggling against this hive mind. Granted, it's not like that hasn't been done, but, like, at the same time, the, like, Superman who thinks he's superior to humans and treats everyone as weaklings and kills people has, has also been done. Been done. Yep. You know, we have uh, Overman, we have Ultraman, like, Injustice Superman, like, they do all that same shit. Yep. Where they're like, I'm better than humans. I can kill humans. Whatever. I got powers. Yep. So the only one that would have been kind of new and fresh would have been the serial killer one. And again, just give him some scenes. But then that would have gone on the side of like enough information to understand. Yeah. yeah. And this movie was somewhere in between. Yeah. It didn't I, know what it wanted. I just don't feel like every horror movie, like some of the best horror movies, like the paranormal movies are like that. Hell, Alien you know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah. alien's great. You don't know where the F that alien came from. You don't know why. You don't know, like, you, you don't know. You know? The thing? Yeah, the thing. You have no and, idea what yeah. the thing is. And it's just, like, primordial ooze just, that takes over everything. All you need to know is that it's there and you have to survive it. You know? And you probably and like, won't. <laughs> so many horror movies, particularly, like, supernatural horror movies, focus so heavily on the characters trying to figure out how to get out of it. That, like, it just gets bogged down in those, like, library segments. Yeah. Where it's like, how do I stop this ghost? It's like, maybe just write it out. Or maybe, like, f have the characters figure it out as they go along. Like, deduce it. Instead of having to, like, learn. Or, you know? I mean, I hate to be this guy. But heaven forbid you have a scene where one person's telling the other main characters, Hey, so I went to the library and this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. 20 seconds it takes 20 freaking seconds instead of the like 15 minute montage of like intense strings in the background of them going through black and white photos that nobody cares about because we all had already figured it out 20 minutes ago yeah or just <laughs> like, you know it doesn't pertain and i think it comes to a lot of horror movies try to be like heroes overcoming it falls into another trope where it's like the heroes overcome the villain but then they don't really and sometimes that works. Like, it worked in the ring. Like, that was good. That was a good way of wrapping it up. Like, yeah. she thought she defeated the ring, but then it kills her boyfriend or whatever. You yeah. know? And, like, you know, sometimes it works, but so often it's like, we've got to defeat the Slongdermon. And they think they defeat the Slongdermon. And then he's like, nope, I'm still slonging. And he, <laughs> he kills him. And it's like, okay, dope. Well, um, that's what happened, like... What was that more recent one? Like, Truth or Dare did that? Yeah. We were like, we fi we figured it out. And then you didn't. Yeah. So, I, you know, I totally think, I think 100% horror movies, when you're creating a horror movie, at some point you need to decide, will we be hurt by too much information? Will keeping this character or this antagonist or this demon or ghost or alien, whatever, monster, keeping it ambiguous make it better? Or do we need the info? 
And you need to decide that because you cannot exist in the middle. Oh my god, I just made a total connection. Hmm. You're totally right with Alien. And that's why everyone hates Prometheus. Yeah, that's why the Because it most gives reason, the backstory yeah, and nobody to, wanted yeah, it's it. It's trying to explain what the aliens are. And we don't what care. the xenomorphs we are. We just want them to be terrified. Yeah, and it just... Anytime you try to give origin to something that has already gained... Like, Traction. Respect or fear from just existing. It's why, like, the prospect of making a Slenderman movie sucks. It's why, like, some of the Slenderman, like, ARGs got kind of gross over time because they were like trying to figure out who slender man is instead of just letting him be a thing and the best you slender know? man ones were the ones where instead of trying to give him depth they just started introducing more terrifying creatures mm -hmm. it's like one of the one of the most unsettling and fun things i have found on the internet is don't hug me i'm scared oh my god and yeah. part of the fun about it is that it doesn't expect you to know more about it than it wants you to know. Yeah. There's story there. There's tons of theories that exist yeah. about, like, what it's supposed to be. The creators have come out and made mention of, like, certain things that they agree about. But for the most part, there's nothing in that thing that, like, pulls the curtain back and is like, here's what this is. Here's what we meant by yeah. this. There's no, like, reveal at the end that ties everything together. It just stays wonky and bizarre and unsettling. And that's great. That is great writing and great horror and great like unsettling behavior you know listen up horror writers and directors stop trying to annotate your own freaking work mm -hmm. that's what you're doing you're trying to make sure that everybody gets exactly what's in your head yeah. and you're just bogging it down well and uh you know channel zero right yeah channel zero like season one was so ambiguous and even though it eventually had like a reason for being it was still so left so clouded and confused and it was good yeah it was great and you know season three butcher's block so good was great because it had a very clear defined this is happening it was established was still, and you knew from start to finish you know there was still a lot of questions about like who this elder god type character is but it was established early on that, you know, the audience was easily accepting. That's not something we need to know. Yeah, that doesn't you matter. Know, we can accept, like, we don't need to know more details. They didn't have, like, a whole episode where they went to the library and, like, learned about this character. No, we reviewed you know? this elder god. Okay, yeah. good. They sold, <laughs> this family sold themselves to this elder god and are now cannibals. That's just what it is. It is what it is. And, but then you have, like, season two, which was good, but had a lot of slow moments and had like a very slow kind of push to the end because it was all just about like defeating the no end home, you know? And kind of like trying to figure it out still. Yeah, and it, they like sprung an antagonist on everybody and, you know, it became yeah. more about him than about the no end home. And season four was And really then season good. four was just really rough because the whole thing was about just like, let's learn about this thing. We've learned about this thing. Look, this guy knows about this thing. He told us about this thing. Let's stop this thing, you know? And it was like, okay, cool, but... Blah. Meh, you know? Yeah. So it's it's all right there. Like, one season was great because it was left so clouded and ambiguous. One season was great because what you needed to know was plainly spelled out for you in convenient ways, while everything else was just left ambiguous because it needs to be. And then you had two seasons that spent too much time trying to figure out where the details fall into play and not focusing on just 
getting the story moving. And this whole, like, overdoing it on, on figuring out the details is exactly why early era um, found footage films, horror movies, did so well mm-hmm. is because being in the moment, having that, like, start to finish stuff is happening, you can't just stop and go to a library type behavior is horrifying. Yeah. It cuts out all of the middleman of like, oh, let's figure out what's going on. If you don't figure it out as you're running through the woods, you're not going to figure it out. It's why Blair Witch Project was what it was. It was because it was left so ambiguous. It didn't try to justify itself. It didn't try to like give you information that it didn't think you needed. And it just was. Yeah. And it rocked the freaking nation yeah. You know, and rock the world of horror because it was willing to just leave you in the lurch in yeah. terms of details. And sometimes that's necessary. In fact, for horror, a lot of times, especially with the saturation of horror that we have, you know, just about every sort of horror creature has been done. Every sort of mythological creature has been done. And leaving them vague and ambiguous lets the audience think they know how to do it. But not really, you know? This whole thing is why I didn't like It Follows. Because they answered the damn question. Don't answer the question. I don't want to know why it's following them. Yeah. I don't want to know. I don't know how they're supposed to fix it. I don't want to know. The minute they figured it out, I stopped being scared. So to wrap up, uh, last thing I wanted to comment on was probably my favorite part of the movie. And I really hope this... It was probably just a fun throwaway, but I really hope it goes somewhere. So, obviously, we we said spoilers. Hopefully, you've already seen the movie. So, obviously, no one stops little boy, Brandon. He goes on to be a menace of the world. And we get an awesome Michael Rooker cameo um, as, like, a crazy, like, YouTube, like, Conspiracy conspiracy theorist. And he just starts laying out. He's talking about like half man, half fish sinking ships in the North China Sea. The witch. The witch woman who's strangling people with ropes. And then he flashes up all these pictures. And, you know, the Gunn brothers. uh, So Brian Gunn, Mark Gunn, James Gunn, or possibly, and or possibly David Yarovetsky, the director. They have kind of, whoever's idea was, it's freaking genius. And I hope they go with it. But they have essentially established like a villain, like Evil. slasher horror Justice League. Yeah. So you've got like Half Man, Half Fish, Aquaman. They introduced that one first, and I was like, "Whoa, are they about to do this?" And then they do the Witch Woman, the Witch with which is the obviously ropes. Wonder Wonder Woman. It's so. And then cool. they flash up a picture of six total. Yeah. And so there's Brightburn, there's the Fish Man, there's Witch Woman. And then there's someone who looks like the Flash. He's got like a red suit. With like a yellow emblem. I thought it might have been the character that Rain Wilson played. But I don't remember what his... in Because James didn't James Gunn do that super movie? Oh, yeah. Where Rain he Wilson tried have. to be a superhero? Yeah, I don't remember if he had like yeah. a symbol on his shirt. Because oh. um, that might have been a reference to that. But it did kind of look like the Flash. It totally looked like the Flash. Um, And they had like a uh like a martian so obviously the martian, martian manhunter. manhunter and then they just had a uh, yeah that's totally what it was so that was super 
Oh so my the flash, god, that's awesome! The flash-looking guy. So now we have this like James Gunn horror universe. universe. Yeah, yeah, building. Which I mean, Super wasn't really like a horror character, but he did some messed up things. And um, then we had then there was just one that was like a question mark, you know, which could have been alluding to Batman since Batman's so good at not getting on camera, you know. Oh, Batman. But I just think I think that's awesome. I mean, and now that I know that that's super. It's probably just like a fun throwaway thing. But it's so but... clever. And I mean, I hate to put it like this, but maybe James Gunn looked at J.J. Abrams and was like, well, why the hell does he get to do it with Cloverfield and I can't? Yeah. He very I mean, well could be building Everybody's his own building thing. universes. But like, if he wanted to do one about like horror Aquaman, I'd love the hell out of that. If he horror wanted to do one Wonder about Woman horror Wonder dope. Woman, that'd be awesome. So... Uh, that was, that was probably my favorite part. That was I agree. Really I was cool. so excited. Honestly, yeah, I was more interested in the, like, end bit of him, like, becoming a full-on villain. Yeah. And all the, the concept of all these other, like, DC character-like supervillains, like, super people. Because they're not even supervillains, because there's potentially not even superheroes in this world. Yeah, they're, they're just, just like, evil. They're monsters. Yeah. Is what it is. And Which is such a cool way to think about like that. Like, this idea of our, like, all these superheroes being turned into, like, being tweaked so that they're monsters now is really, that's a cool concept. So I, I kind of hope they take something with it. But. I joked after Chris and I saw the movie that it felt like this was superhero fan fiction as written by J. Jonah Jameson. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody's a bad guy. Everybody's a menace. Yeah. I, I definitely would be interested in more like movies off of Brightburn. I, I think as an origin movie, I wasn't totally impressed because I don't think they really did a good job giving you what his origin is aside from it just being, you know, a retelling of Superman. Yeah. I, I think they relied too heavily on you just kind of understanding what Superman was and they didn't really know like, where are we going to take it that makes him unique and interesting? And so he kind of just ended up really confused yeah. Um, but I would be interested in seeing more out of this universe, and even more with that character I just agree. floating around being being crazy. Because so. he did a good job acting it. Yeah. Like so. so. So again, to reiterate what I said in the beginning, it's worth a watch, especially if you're a horror movie fan, because I think it does a ton for horror movies. It introduces this idea that you know there are other options for horror characters and horror antagonists out there. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be ghosts and possessions and internet memes you know demons yeah um but i don't know if i would unless you have a particular cheap theater or you got a free ticket or something i don't know if i'd see it in theaters um, but i'd put out for Redbox. yeah Redbox netflix if it's on like sale on blu-ray or something or I'd even you know renting it when you pay yeah. it for like the three dollars on amazon or whatever yeah that seems yeah. worth it so. that, it's worth it for that but yeah, I also, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, not the best movie in the world, but it's always nice to have well done gore. Mm -hmm. We'll put it that way. Yeah, true. So. In a world of just like necks getting slashed. Yeah. You know, which is a popular go-to. Or like intestinal stabs. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Oh, I guess I'm good. Alright. Okay. <laughs> Alright guys, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Real Extra looking at Brightburn. Um, yes. If you want more Cover B, you can follow us and find us online and Facebook, Twitter, and 
the webs of internets. It's true. You can also find Chris and I on our Instagram accounts. Um, and you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find all of those options at covermepodcast.com along with all of our merchandise. Yep. Get you some Cover Me swag. Some stickers, shirts, tote bags. Yep. I'm really proud of the like, You're really proud, proud. I really like the tote bags and we have flat build hats. Yep. Throwing that out there for all my hat people. You swaglicious homies. Uh, all right, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, I hope everybody has a good weekend. We're gonna go turn that air conditioning back on because it's really 100 degrees outside. Literally. Um, and we're dying. And have an awesome Memorial Day weekend. Yep. Be safe out there. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye.